Welcome everyone, Michelle Curry chair from the podcast Raise Your Vibe with Michelle and this is going to be on YouTube too. So welcome to a very special guest. I have Wendy Jasper. Welcome Wendy. I'm going to quickly introduce you. <laughs> um, Wendy, oh man, you're amazing. The on your website, it says the art of biz guiding you to clarity and confidence and empowering creative businesswomen to thrive. I help you remember your power and your knowing together. We align your actions to impact the world. And I'm reading this because I just want to make sure. So you, your, your work focuses on helping creative entrepreneurs to unstick themselves, to figure out what are the handbrakes that are slowing them down and making it so much harder than it needs to be. And you teach via in-person workshops, retreats, and full-day immersions, but you're taking a break because you are writing a book. That is correct. Yes, thank you for that intro. Yes, I am taking a break. And that was that was a big journey in itself to give myself the time to take a break, to write my book, get my foundations right and also just appreciate this opportunity to go slower that the world has given us with international travel not really happening and yeah make the most of this time absolutely so we had a chat about this podcast and we wanted to decide what we wanted to talk about and both of us are working through stepping into our power being a guide not a guru overcoming the ship to get our books written because I'm published and you're just right behind me and um the energy the energy of you know um how we show up to to start uh, stepping into our power and I mean in, in case in point um you know you shifted such a huge money block for me and the other thing we wanted to talk about is that wearing the societal trained equience, the good girl badges, um, and breaking that through that barrier. And basically, you and I are both large, strong, very powerful women. And that warrior energy and how we have suppressed it for so long and getting to this age and stage where we've decided both of us have broken through that barrier of how we have been well how we've acquiesced acquiesced to 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 make sure that we didn't blow the 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 company in front of us out you know completely because you know clearly we um came into this world with this I call it a meat suit. And we ordered a specific meat suit. Taller, large boned. I've got a personality and so have you. And wherever we go, we, we, we make a ripple. And when we were younger, we didn't want to. So yeah, I want to talk about that because I just think, oh my God, it's so juicy. <laughs> such a good topic i know i i do giggle at that that you know i tried to be a wallflower and i've been given a body that definitely is not a wallflower is and and we also both have a presence we walk into a room and regardless of our physical that we're tall our physical body size we both have a presence we have mana we we're, we're seen we've got energy that comes with us because we do the spiritual work on ourselves so we've got that energy exactly. and that is felt often before we come in 
but it's taken us both you know a while to own that I know for myself it was it was shame around that it was it was there was there was shame and there was as you said not wanting to I don't want to be tough in case you not so I'll squash down to your level exactly and I think that's the thing we come in as souls um knowing more of our worth um, but we don't want to upset people um, who don't stand up in their sovereignty. And um, unfortunately, going through that, it's very frustrating as a person who owns their worth, um, you know, who keeps themselves small. Uh, and I would say the more spiritual work I did, the more I delved into my galactic um, remembrance, the more I realized that this is the reason why I came down in this. I chose the specific body, the specific personality, the coordinates when I was born, give all this into leading into this person. And the more I dampen it down, the more frustrated and upset I become. And um, it doesn't serve anyone. And it's part of my learning is to just deal with the fact so, and I know your journey is very similar. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we often joke at how similar our journeys have been because we, we seem like we're going along the same challenges at similar times and, and I'm grateful for you in my life because we've got someone who can reflect back. Yeah. That because I don't have a lot of people that can match my um, strength and... Um, I don't know what it is. It's an equal sounding board where I'm not scared to say truth to you and you're not scared to say truth to me. And that's rare. I find it's rare for me because I, I, I really find somebody who can match me in my exuberance and my um, standing in that um, power. Um, yeah, and both of us have felt that. Definitely. And, and I think, you know, I want to touch on that, the good girl, you know, I called it the good girl, you call, you know, it was a good girl, Wendy, you called it the, yeah, acquiescence, Michelle. And, um, yeah, and, and they were very much labels that we thought was the right thing to be growing up in Western society, you know, being a female and a female body, that they were, you know, they were programmed from my parents, from school, from, um, Things. you know I when I was younger you know I knew I couldn't even look at a guy who was shorter than me and skinnier than me because he would be completely intimidated yeah and so yeah and so this this good girl that I would I would do the good thing over doing the aligned thing for me absolutely unaligned actions to to fit in um has not um, oh, look, it's been a great learning. Yeah, great learning. I'm glad I'm not there anymore because it was not fun. And as you said, it was unaligned action, things that were clearly not right for me, but saying yes to things, whether it's yes to friends, yes to in work situations, yes to helping people out, yes in my business, to things that were clearly actually, un, you know, sometimes unhealthy for me because, you know, I was stressed or overworked or unhealthy that, I was saying yes to people who actually weren't there for me. And so it was uneven relationships where I was giving a lot more. And But I was being the good girl. I was doing what was right. I was being polite. Be nice. I was being and nice. nice is not, and the definition of nice is not, um, you know, being nice as in 
it's not about being kind and compassionate and that it's being nice as in just fitting in with other people what they would expect from you don't rock the boat <laughs> yeah exactly exactly and I must admit it's been a lot of work and my soul clearly wanted me to come to New Zealand because you were born in Australia I was born in South Africa and there's less of that tall poppy stuff here uh, there than here and you I think definitely in South Africa and make no mistake I still struggled and so did you but there was more of a buttons press when I came to New Zealand it amplified it. It just, it amplified the being nice, that the, the, the being good, being acquisitions, don't rock the boat. There was a yes. bit more of that expected. Don't tell me the truth. You'd be nice. Yes. So yes. Rather me be nice. There's less of a confronting. And while that works in some circumstances, as an individual, that can be exceptionally suppressing. And I got, you, I really had to dig deep. Um, to dig myself out of that because it got amplified like you say when I came to New Zealand my soul asked for this learning it wanted me to yeah. to push through um, and yeah at times it was tough it was tough I mean I did things from a business point of view that just weren't aligned for me I I found it really difficult to own my my um, amount how I charged because I kind of felt, oh my word, you know, are they even going to buy this? Are they? So your whole personality changes, everything changes just to fit in and it ripple, it's got such a ripple effect. And that's it. I mean, for myself, I didn't know. I was so acquiescent. I was so playing the good girl. I didn't even know what my truth was half the time because I hadn't learned to tune into that. I hadn't learned to tune in. It's like just taking that second when someone said, can you help with this? Could you ask for something? Does that feel right for me? Is this something that I've got the energy to? I'm a mum, wife, business owner. You know, do I have the energy for this right now? Is this... Is Basically, it's putting on those boundaries where, I mean, I am very, very blessed that I am super, uh, you know, I, I'm super talented. And, you know, in, in a lot of things that I tackle and, um, you know, I've been looking at the, the um, I'm a um, generator and I'm a three, four, which apparently means that things come easy to you. You, you. you assess it, you sort it out and you get on with it. So, of course, when I write a book, everybody wants to ask me, how did you write the book? Can you tell me all the steps? And I, in the past... You know, with certain things that I've done, I would always go, yeah, sure. But then I didn't have the confidence to turn around and say, you've spent two hours of my time. Here is the bill. And I remember you giving me the keys and codes so magnificently. And we're going to swear in this podcast. So just, you know, if you're listening, open, I'm warning you, um, there's going to be a bit of swearing. But um, I remember learning this key code from you about going, when you set a price, you look at the people in front of you and you, and, and I mean, not, this is not physically, but um, you know, when you're actually working your prices going, you're fucking welcome because you are giving them such an incredible service. And that, just that phrase was such a something to unlock for me um, 
another part of the good girl, of the nice girl, of, oh, please, I really want to be your friend. But if I turn around and say to you, I need to charge my friend, I can't do it. And now understanding that that's not a friendship. It's not a friendship. And getting with, with an absolute heart of absolute openness, it's not a friendship. So, yeah, those learning codes. Oh, my God, Wendy, you were amazing when you gave me those. Because I mean, yeah, it had, look, it was definitely because I was selling when I moved to online space. Like when I was selling in my retail shop or my other businesses, when I had a product to sell, that was fine. But when it came to selling my my services myself that just brought up so much stuff for me exactly and it was the good girl and i was coming to the energy oh please buy from me and that yeah you set it in that energy of please buy from me please i you know it would be really wonderful if you can buy and um you know i'm not gonna lie since i've got that attitude of like you're fucking welcome you're you are really lucky that i put it at this price and whatever i price things and i look at it from that point of view now and i price it in that energy yeah my word what a difference it's made i've just had my best month ever Yay. <laughs> and it's just the, the it's the energetic difference and the transference i believe of just owning it i've just spoken to a friend of mine who ironically is also um you know a larger woman and um has really battled through this and she has finally stepped over and she said oh my word i can't believe all these people have actually said to me how amazing my services are and I just think that's incredible that she's finally realizing how incredible she is, but she didn't believe it. And and then look, these two points, and they're so beautifully done, but they so link the, the acquiescence good girl and the owning our power, because we can't own our power if we're being acquiescence. We can't own our power while we're trying to be good to everyone else because it's giving them the power to go was that okay was that good you give a power away and they're totally connected it's owning our power and our alignment and putting that first being selfish enough to put that first so that we're coming from that space because you and i most probably i know i did i grew up with the mantra don't be selfish michelle you're selfish michelle you must learn not to be selfish don't you know, take over, Michelle. Da, 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 da. I had this drummed into me. And I yeah. understand that it was because, you know, I had parents that um, clearly had to break those keys as well. And yeah, I had the um, think of others, not yourself, Wendy. Think of others, not yourself. You're being selfish. And, you know, I remember as a kid, probably six or seven, it's like, well, who's thinking of me? And look, I get it because there is there is a level of, you know, becoming, it was more becoming selfless, but in a way that drained you. It wasn't giving from extra. It wasn't giving from my abundance. It wasn't giving from I'm energy, I feel great, I've got to share. It was taking from me and giving my power away. And that's the thing. I think once you step over that line into your sovereignty, every one of us listening today, if you're listening to my podcast, you're watching me on YouTube, you are definitely a starseed, a way shower, um, somebody who's come down to break codes and break, you know, generational patterning. And boy, oh boy, 
we have got our work cut out for us. But this is the perfect time to do it. We've come down, we've asked to come down at this time in the world where everything is breaking down. Oh yeah, perfect, isn't it? It is, it's perfect timing. And I think, you know, it, it is scary when we start to break the molds, but the power you get on the other side when we do break those molds, when we step out of the programming, societal generational programming and step into our own sovereign being first, so good to be in this place now. Good. I must just chat about both you and I writing uh, wrote a book. Well, you've written yours. It's gone to the editors and I've just published mine. And um, once it got published, oh my word, what a feeling of imposter syndrome that I have to overcome. And I remember, I'm sure it was you who turned around and said, you, because uh, I said to you, I'm feeling dizzy, I'm feeling sick. And you turned around and you said to me, that's when you've climbed so high and you are not used to the altitude. <laughs> oh my God, that's so bad. That's brilliant because it does I actually physically felt sick the day after I launched my book I felt physically ill and there was no reason for it and then I started going oh my god who am I nobody knows me they're gonna think I'm such an upstart like did I really write those like you know did those channeled messages just did you know I, did, I went through the whole gambit and I have no doubt that you'll do the same because like I said when you overcome something that large and a book is a big thing to step up yeah. into and owning and I remember my guides going you the book will give you more confidence within yourself not only will others give you more recognition but you within yourself will own it more yeah, oh, totally. I mean, I think writing a book is one of the biggest self-growth lessons you can possibly do. This It's like you commit to writing a book, you are committing to a hell of a self-growth journey, which is why I have yeah real respect for anyone that has a book because I know, you know, the biggest job for me in writing my book was getting over the mindset of why am I writing this book? Why do you think you should be writing a book? It's so yeah, stupid. I mean, you know, 50 people are maybe going to read it. Like, why should I do this? And yeah, I... I, I I can't wait to see what you go through. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest with you. I kind of went through it quite well. Um, I'm proud of the fact that I sailed through the bumpy parts easily, easier. But that's, I think, because I've done a lot of spiritual work on myself. I've worked through a lot of things and unpicked a lot of things to uh, release them. And, and I think it comes up, you look at it and you observe it, and then you go, okay, fine, this is how I'm feeling. Um, why, what is the reason? Fine, you go back into childhood things or whatever, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see your journey as well. Well, I think for me, what, you know, as I said, we might have totally different thoughts on the other side, but to know that that's a part of it, to know when we achieve something big, we do go to altitude sickness, you know, because I've gone to a new level. And it feels wobbly. I'm not, I'm not solid as an author. I'm a published author now. How does that feel? It's a new identity. It's going to be wobbly. So knowing that it's going to be wobbly helps me to be much kinder and much gentler on myself. 
And that I think is the key. You and I are very capable women. That's the kind of people we are. So being taken care of is not natural for us. And <laughs> for me, um, to actually take care of myself is highly unnatural. And I mean, one other key thing that I've learned from you is celebrating the milestones. You yeah. physically celebrate them. Because I used to go, oh, well, that, that was great. Next. And, you know, I wouldn't actually physically go out and maybe have a massage or buy myself a crystal and acknowledge that um, milestone. Yeah, well, celebration is an act of gratitude. It, it, that's it. I mean, I used to see celebration once again. Maybe you're showing off a bit. You know, it comes back to being the nice girl and good girl. Oh, you're showing up. Yeah, you're a bit up yourself. You're tooting your own horn. Um, whereas I, I mean, yes, it can be done from all those energies. But I see now I celebrate from a point of deep gratitude. For it, it is a deep gratitude. It's actually humbling. The celebration in itself is a humbling act of gratitude for this achievement. Something we've achieved. I've set out a desire. I've achieved it. The gratitude and acknowledging that it's happened. And then it's like locking it into the cells. It's like owning, owning it, owning the power, owning the journey. And yeah, I mean, it is such a beautiful tool to to actually keep me humble, which is the irony because it's the opposite of what I thought celebration was, but showing off, but it actually keeps me really humble and really grateful. That's the programming that we have latched into. I mean, some of us will not have that program running because we have other programs running, but you and I had that program of you're an upstart, you're a big head, you know, oh, who, do, who the hell do you think you are? Because I also have a voice and I'm not scared to use it. So if I felt something as I was growing up I would speak it and that obviously triggered many people around me and I didn't know how to hold my ground when people got triggered around me and go well I actually don't care what you think whereas I cared a shitload and learning not to have the attitude where I don't care and I mean literally it was I don't care fuck you rather than I don't literally care and I love you anyway. Yes. It's a different, different it's attitude. A major difference in the charge, the energetic vibration of going, fuck you, I don't care, or you're fucking welcome. I am loving this. Yeah. You know, rather than, well, you're fucking welcome, piss off. It's exactly. you know, there's a massive difference in the energetic vibration. And it's a boundary, but it's a boundary with love and that you are a sovereign being and I'm a sovereign being and we get to have different thoughts and beliefs and that's beautiful. Absolutely. And it's that absolute compassion and love that we all come back to. So, yeah, um, it's, been, it's been quite a journey um, for you and I. So, yeah. So, want to chat about anything you want to talk? Tell me about your book. My book, The Art of Business, or The Art of Business, a guidebook for creatives to thrive. And yeah, it's a step-by-step -step guide for creatives to in business. But it, most business books just cover your methods, which is, you know, how, what you sell and how you sell it. Whereas this goes across your methods, your mindset, because your mindset, as we've talked today, you know, if you're, if you're selling. Your mindset work is incredible, Wendy. Yeah. I honestly, I... The way you approach things, you've got this knack of looking and assessing something for the 
from the buyer's point of view. And I think that comes from your years and years of working in um, the markets and the creative industry, um, you know, having being able to assess people's products and go, look, you know what, this is a brilliant product, but it's just, and I mean, something that I realized, you have the ability to help people, even if their product is not even that great. Yeah. Actually, you know, there can be better products on the line, but you have have the, the keys to help someone improve it so much that it got that it overtakes the one that is totally your product your product isn't the be all end all you're going to be successful it is your it is your methods your mindset your motivation and your magic it's get those in line and that's going to amplify everything so much that yeah your product might be only average but you can do really well and then you can take the time to fine tune your product and do amazing i think you have this ability to cut through the bullshit because i as a creative we often have so many offerings and i mean you know i'm like hello i'm like one of those people like you know i get bored and one of the key codes that you gave me is michelle you're in such a great mindset when you think of the idea and you implement it and you do it but then the follow-up so you I remember you saying to me your six o'clock to 12 o'clock path is well worn so it's easy but when you get into the one o'clock two o'clock three o'clock i'm just using that as an analogy the unworn path of selling of showing up of believing in your product blah 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 that is where you're not comfortable so what you do is you go back to 12 and you drop down to six and you start a new product and idea and then you go all the way get it front lay it out in front of people once or twice and then you go well, it's not working. I'm going to go down to number six. And oh my God, I've done that yeah. so many times as a creative. Why, why would you try the selling when you haven't done any selling? You ha don't have a proper campaign, so you're going to do a shit job of it. You're not getting the results. It's way more fun to go back to the new idea because you get a dopamine hit. Absolutely. And also, you know how to do it because you've done it so many times. So yeah, yeah I mean, it's for me, it is a massive thing to push through and with me it's almost boring and you know because now i have to actually just keep doing the same thing and you know and yeah pushing through that as a creative is not an easy thing it's not easy but when you start to do it a few times and then you start to build the muscle and then you start to get the sales and you go okay this is actually quite fun i'm getting sales exactly and then you take it and you swap it into an energetic feeling because the minute I went past 12, I wasn't confident. I didn't have that energetic. So again, asking for money around a product, um, dealing with qu people's questions around it or people not even buying it or not showing up or, you know, whatever, that muscle, like you say, is just not well worn. And I honestly, I think you have helped me so much through those obstacles. Um, yeah, I just, uh, you know, if you... Okay, from from 2022 onwards, if you need help in your creative business, oh my God, use Wendy. She can yeah. help you with your website assessment. She can help you with, I mean, so many things. Oh, thank you. I appreciate. I love the love, and I and I love seeing you. You know, you're the ideal student because you do the work and you go, damn it, you're right. And then you 
that's the other thing you and I were discussing about the fact that if you get the you get the the, the key code to unlock something, but you don't do the work. I actually, as a person, and I mean you and I were talking about it, we don't want to work with people like that. In my soul soul alignment sessions, if somebody books a session with me, they come and they do the session, but they're not actually following up and talking to me and wanting to do more work. I kind of go, I'm quite disappointed. Well, it's like anything. You can offer a healing session or, or I can offer some business advice. But unless you go and integrate it into your life, do the work, apply it, you're not going to get there. Barrier, ask why, why yes. I'm up against what is holding me back, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You're not, you're not going to move forward. You might move forward tiny, but it's not going to get those leaps and bounds and breakthroughs, which the other people, and of course, it's way more fun to work with people who are getting the leaps and bounds and breakthrough. Yes. They're putting in the effort. Like, don't get me wrong. They're putting in the, it can be hard work type thing to work through your blocks, to work through, but they're, they're not they're not hitting resistance and then stopping. They're hitting resistance, acknowledge it's resistance, acknowledging this is part of the journey and then doing the work to decide why is this here, what is it, and break it down. And I think because you and I are, I'm just going to say it, in our power, we find it very difficult to work with people like that. I, I, um, most, most of my friends have always said to me, oh, Michelle, you really need to be nicer sometimes you know nice girl acquiesce girl because you know not everybody can handle the full force and i'm going well actually you know what if you want to get somewhere you've got to grow up here yeah well that's it because you're not you've got to you've got to do the work and we can't just go you know someone wants a business or someone wants their health healing or someone want to expand these tools we don't get to sit down on a beach and have it happen and just have people do the work for us and it's done. You've got to get on the treadmill. You've got to get on and try things. And it's difficult and it's awkward and building those new muscles. Sometimes you're going to get it wrong and you're going to fail. And how do you keep getting yourself back up again? That is it. And the more, like, as I said, you and I, because we stand in our power, we, we see it for what it is. We don't take it on board as I'm a failure. It's like, oh, that didn't work. And that's the difference. And oh, that didn't work. Why didn't that work? And it isn't, you know, you do get a mad scientist about it and you dissect it and look at it and get curious, you know, but that's that's the game of life when you're playing it to, to love it. And that's the key. I think, like you say, it's a game because when you relay it back into, is it working? Is it that hard that it's because I need to overcome it or is it that hard because it's completely unaligned for me? And, and that I think is the nuance of trying to figure that one out. Oh, look, you know, and we were having that discussion just before we started here. And at times, you know, I see that so often people say, ah, oh, it's not aligned. It doesn't feel right, it doesn't feel aligned. No, it's just out of your comfort zone. <laughs> and it's so often. No, it's hard to know. Sometimes I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I find it is. it's really hard to understand what is un out of alignment and what is in alignment, but it's pushing me to new heights. Because both of those feelings I feel in my gut. One is fear that this is uncomfortable. So I'm feeling fear. I feel it in my gut. The other is not aligned. And no, I also feel that in my gut. 
and I think it's a really good test. I mean, you and I have been working through this, and you there's a few things that you've been doing that you've just gone. I actually fucking don't want to do this. This is just not. And I still said to you, are you sure that this is just because, because you maybe build it up in your head before and then when you do it, it's not as bad? Or is it really truly and utterly unaligned for what you want to achieve or your soul and your higher path is asking you to achieve in this lifetime? Because real, realistically, we're not here to achieve things and material things when we're here for this time that we're on earth. We're here totally. to improve in, uh, ourselves and our attitude and how we roll with stuff rather than, oh man, I'm going to make a million because that's not the, it's not the aim. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the icing on the cake type thing. <laughs> Exactly, you get to be comfortable, you know, and uh, but realistically, from a soul's point of view, if you look at your higher self looking down, your higher self is wanting you to learn certain things in this lifetime. You have kind of put put the, these these sort of things in play to weave your way through it. Yeah, and you're right, and sometimes those things you learn they are terrifying. I know that was for me doing Facebook lives at the start. It took me a year to build up my courage of trying it, terrifying, step out, put my foot back in the water, terrifying. And it was so much anxiety, but I could picture myself, like even coming on, you know, this podcast, which you're videoing and me talking, I wasn't comfortable doing any of that. I would be so nervous, so tight. So, so long to get in front of the, you know, the camera because I was so self-critical. I was so, um, again, big girl, I'm not a skinny girl, you know, or I might say something that piss people off and then, oh my goodness, this is not cool. And I just want people to like me. And getting yeah. to the point where you just go, actually, you know what, I've got something to say. And if you don't like it, you're not my people. So like, it's-, it's and I, I also come from the thing that actually it's really selfish of me not to share my wisdom it's really it's really selfish for me not to share my journey share the truth that i know well i've got to tell you leonie dawson is an australian entrepreneur she's brilliant and she said to she, she i was uh, i've been doing a course with her and she basically said um i was doing the book writing the book and i used her course and um she said basically she said you it's like you sitting in a kitchen making the most incredible brownies, okay? And your friend comes along and says, oh, I love a brownie. And you go, oh, no, 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 no. They're not perfect yet. You're not going to have any brownies. How them, if you liken your product and whatever you do and your gifts to the brownies, and I've got it stuck up on my wall because now I, I'm like, are you sharing your brownies, Michelle? Totally. And it is it's I, because I was being selfish because it was uncomfortable because I it was just uncomfortable because it was a muscle I hadn't developed. Just like jump going, learning how to swim was uncomfortable. There was fear when you didn't know how to swim and, you know, you're going to get in, you're going to build the muscles, learn how to do the strokes. It's just out of your comfort zone. It was uncomfortable, but it wasn't a reason to not be, to be selfish. It's like I had, had to learn. And that was through, you know, I could see my journey. I could see where I wanted to go next in my business. And I knew these tools of podcast, doing videos, doing lives was a tool that would help me. 
And that's the thing. Is this a line or is it fear? And, and for that, I knew that one was clear. I knew it was just fear. Yeah. You know, but some of them aren't so clear. I totally get that. Sometimes these you things are road a while and then you go, actually, you know what, this really isn't for me. Or actually I understand I have to go through this this learning yep. to learn that, but understand that that particular way of doing it is not right for me. And that's totally been my journey. And while I'm I love it, you know, let's bring it all around. Why I'm taking this year off was because I was doing the the journey. I was transitioning to being a coach online coach and doing online courses and I did it for 18 months and then I had a health issue came up I was actually doing a Facebook live and I thought I was having the stroke in the middle of a Facebook live I was went to say a sentence and I couldn't remember the rest of the sentence so it's just like my memory is just not there and then I went okay let's do a new sentence it wasn't there. And then I was going, maybe this is something more serious. And then I went to go, I better stop the Facebook Live. And I couldn't figure out, I'm like, where do I stop? Where's the stop button? And I couldn't, like, I couldn't just even see it, although I could see. And that, yeah, and that's when I was going, oh, shit, this is something serious. And so, yeah, so I stopped the Facebook Live. Then I went to call my husband. Couldn't call him because I couldn't remember his name. So, I mean, eventually got to hospital, all the tests, you know, no, it wasn't a stroke. And, and, but there was no irony that on that Facebook Live, I was declaring, um, this is my program for the next 12 months. This is what I'm here to do. This is my 12 months of mentoring, of coaching, of online courses. I'd laid it out with a beautiful plan. Was we're going to do this oh, and this no, and this. And you were going to be locked in. And that, that misalignment, I don't know about you, but my lessons are quite hard because, because you're so powerful. I think your guides need to give you a big you know look i'm gonna say on that i alignment i had the nudges i had the whispers write your book you've done like i needed to go online and do the online mentoring coaching and teaching that was part of my journey to do it for a year year and a half that was important for me because i got to teach all the things that are now coming into my book i got to work with different clients and take them through it and it was so helpful for me solidifying what was in my book solidifying the wisdom and getting comfortable in video getting comfortable in podcasts there were so many tools it was me coming online that it was important for me to learn but it wasn't my trajectory for the rest of my life it wasn't where i was going but I was just so caught up in, well, this is what I do now. Now I build my business bigger. Now I build this bigger. Now I take on more clients. I was so on the treadmill. that I watching other people, you know, yeah. you watch other people and they are doing these funnel programs and you think, well, clearly I should be doing that too. You know, and that's how coaches work. Um, that's what I do. Yeah. And, and, I, and I'm good at it and I'm getting good results from my course. I'm getting good results from my one-on-one -on -one clients. But I had the nudges, I had the whispers, write your book, stop everything and write your book. And I even had, you know, when, when it happened and after I went to hospital and I sat down and went, okay, this is a wake up call. What nudges am I not listening to? What truths do I know that I'm ignoring that the universe needed to give me a wake up call? And I straight away knew, write my book. If my business keeps going and growing, I, there's no way I'm going to take the time off to write my book. And sure, look, some people don't need time off. I'm not saying you've got to take time off to write your book. I know people that have jobs, have kids, have do all the things and write the book. But for me, where I was and what I had come out of with a previous business a year further, I had some healing that I needed to do. I had adrenals that I needed to heal. 
I had time off and I needed to sit deep into my own power more. But I also believe because the book that I wrote, everything that I wrote and channeled in that book was done in quiet time. So I wrote my book over six years and then just collated it and put it into something. But I believe with the new access to light codes um, and the vibration that you want to bring through, we need that time now if you're writing a book that's going to have any kind of huge vibrational effect it needs the quiet time to be able to um for you to be in a good space when you do that book and let's face it rushing around like a mad thing and then quickly doing it six you know for 60 minutes or 40 minutes writing at the end of the day when you like exhaust and whatever you're writing the book from a place of not a good vibration. And if you and I, like you and I are obsessed with the fact that what kind of vibration is it carrying? You know, my products, when I do my artwork, it's got to go onto a scarf, the book, everything. I'm seemingly aware of the vibration that it carries, the product that it, it, that it has a vibration. Totally. And, um, so those kind of books are going to take longer now because you can't do it in a rushed kind of atmosphere it's and that's it and I had of product yeah and I had I needed to heal my adrenals and I was just going from one business to the next and I just been go 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 and I needed to have a breather and and it was like and I had and that's it I had the nudges I had the whispers I'd ignored them because I was on this treadmill and I thought this is where I'm going now well, even though I was telling you yeah, we're, we're the kind of people who are doers, you know, I used to, like people used to say to me, and they still do, oh my God, I can't believe how much stuff you've done. And I look at it and go, oh my God, I've been lazy. I haven't like achieved that much. I haven't done that much, but it's because we don't stop. So when I'm doing things, I'm like full on flat out and people go, oh my God, I can't believe you did that in that time. Well, it's because that's the way I'm built. I've really hyper-focused. When we're focused, it's hyper-focused. And then when we're, we're not focused and we're out of that, that zone, we feel guilty. Yeah, yeah. And then it's a part of that is also learning to to go with the natural flow of how yes, the ebb and flows. Yeah, learning the ebb and flows, totally. And that was it for me. And that's when I acknowledge that this is what happened, and I was so clear. I need time off and at first I thought I was just putting a hold on the coaching and mentoring and online courses but then I realized actually I've done what I needed to learn I still might do some online courses in the future and I'll always do coaching and mentoring in my in-person events but it's not the hat that I need to wear and that I'm here and foremost to be a writer and as such I need to give time and energy to my writing being it into presence being present at what you do yeah and, you know, doing 50 things at once is not being present. You cannot yeah. be fully present when you are multitasking. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's exactly what was happening. And I'd been doing it for the previous 15 years with my different businesses. And that's it. And I, I realized oh, I just needed to have that breathe and just stop and slow and then go, now I'm focusing on this. And, you know, and then saying that I'm not doing my in-person events till February 2022, you know, putting it out for another six months was I thought I was going to start doing those now. And I was like, no, I need the time still. And I had to work through feeling guilty for that. You know, I'm lucky. I've got a husband who said, take time off, 
take care of your health. You know, we can make it on my salary. Yeah, it's, we're gonna tighten our belt buckles, so to speak, but we can, and I'm lucky I've got that support. But I still had to work through a lot of guilt to allow that and to not be bringing income into the family. Well, this is the thing, hey. So it is it is being super aware of every um, reaction that you had and, and the charged reaction specifically. Why is it charged? Why do I feel like this? Um, yeah, so, and that's what's doing the work, you know. So oh, it's been fabulous talking to you. I think we've kind of reached out sort of like around the 40, 40 minute, 45 minute mark. So I kind of think uh, I'll definitely have, if you haven't listened, Wendy and I have had a chat before on Galactic Conversations. So go back in the podcast or go back in YouTube and have a look for the, um, the picture of Wendy on the YouTube or you'll just see Wendy Jasper. And um, we had an, uh, another epic conversation. So fabulous, fabulous. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, always so fun to come and chat with you, Michelle. I mean, the amount of times we, we end up like in real life having chats and they go, oh, we should have recorded that. There's so many times that we do that. And I mean, I'm so glad that we got to do it today. And um, what I wanted to say was you can go and have a look at Wendy, wendyjasper.com. Yep. Um, have you got a sort of a, a, a mailing list um, that you are... Not yet, on the to-do list. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm doing the book first because spiritually I started to get sidetracked with that and creating a course that was going to be my freebie. And I went, no, until the book's to the publisher, nothing else is happening. And I wouldn't let myself do anything. You can follow Wendy on Instagram and Facebook. Yep, the Wendy Jasper. Yes, Wendy is doing a quest. You've been doing this quest for quite a long time now, this one where you get up so early in the morning and you put your feet on the ground and... Wendy's brilliant for these type of quests. Um, oh my word! I've taken. I've been doing it for um, nearly two years, coming up to two years in September, That's and it. I've been apart from two incidences where I've greeted the sun in the morning. Yeah, so Wendy basically greets the sun every morning, every day. That's the commitment, and then she posts it online for you to follow and whatever. And the I honestly. I love the word Wendy wisdom because honestly, Wendy's wisdom is incredible. So do yourself a favor, go and find Wendy online, find her. I'm sure you can find it on her website or just look for, look her up on Facebook and Instagram as Wendy Jasper. The, the, the Wendy Jasper on the social media. The Wendy Jas Jasper. Okay, the Empress Wendy Jasper. <laughs> yep. And um, I really am looking forward to um, when your book comes out. And um, we'll do another interview, hopefully before then. But hopefully before then, yep. <laughs> but anyway, oh, thanks so much, Wendy. Thanks for coming, and um, I will chat to you soon. And yeah, um, I will be doing another few galactic conversations in the future. So I will sign off now. See you, Wendy. Thank you. Bye. -bye.